Welcome to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Your home for all things Bolton Wanderers up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fan Zone Podcast. We're back with you this time in 2024. Uh, last podcast was last year. Uh, but we're back with you once again uh, after a pretty busy festive period. Not so busy for us. Uh, we took a little bit of time off. Uh, I think probably well deserved. Uh, but we, we're back with you after uh, nine points out of nine in our last three. Uh, pretty sterling effort, all things considered. And yeah, looking forward to uh, to bringing you another episode. Hope you're all very well. Hope you've all had a wonderful Christmas and New Year. But without further ado, we'll get stuck into our post-match reactions for our most recent game against Burton. As always, uh, let us know in the chat how you're all doing. Uh, but when we're uh, going through our post-match reactions, give us your thoughts uh, and feedback on the game, and we'll uh, we'll pick some things out to have a read of. But Chris, we'll uh, we'll hand over to you first. How are you doing? Happy New Year, mate. Likewise, Happy New Year, everybody. Um, how am I doing? Um, yeah, a bit tired. If I'm honest, I don't know how these players do it. Playing all these games in a short space of time, it's hard enough even going to the games and doing it that doing doing that. So uh, fair fair play to them. Um, but yeah, can't couldn't have asked for anything better. Really, think it affects the atmosphere, Chris. Being a bit tired. <laughs> I tell you what, yesterday, uh, and there's there's a bloke who sits on my road who, who's got a season ticket who. He's become a mate over the last couple of years. He's so funny. And it's like, we have a joke. He always always turns up late. Oh, can I get past? Can I get past? And we always say it to him anyway. But um, him and his brother come. um, And even he didn't make it yesterday. Too much of that. New Year's Eve. And and there was a a distinct vibe of that yesterday. But um, just one big hangover. Think about it right. If you went, I don't even putting it out there. If you went out to all three of the games that we we saw over Christmas, which was Lincoln away, Fleetwood away, and Burn at home, and you think about the atmosphere levels. Obviously, two were away games, but Lincoln was up here. It's like Fleetwood, and then yesterday was like, people have got a lot on the plate. They've got family and all that festivities massive hangovers and whatnot to deal with and it was like yesterday so yeah i definitely think it did but um yesterday we got job done game where we can we put brandon's comment up it's a bit oh my god profanity no no sorry i do apologize it's the one about 20 about the attendance of and Read it, Chris, for the for the people who are listening. For our listeners on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Brandon says twenty thousand my ass in that <laughs> round yesterday. Uh, couldn't agree more. Um, obviously, Burton brought one hundred ninety six. I'm not here to diss them. Fair play. Um, 
but there were not there were over twenty thousand in that ground yesterday. There was. Are we, are we having the same conversations like over and over again with this attendance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, don't uh, the big ones on seats. They count the tickets sold. I, I, I don't understand why it's even yeah. a thing. And that obviously, just to clarify, that includes season tickets sold, which obviously today yeah. was closed off with half season tickets. At the figure just shy, well, just over sixteen and a half thousand. Um. Very not all of them turn up. So there you go. Um, but in terms of the performance, um, it were a 1-0 win. Job done, move on. Um, obviously, we've had times this season where we've been able to get really excited about how we've played, how we've tanked Exeter 7-0 and how we've been amazing. Um, I think we can all agree across the three games over Christmas, we were just efficient yeah. in what we did yeah and, and i'm all for that um yeah. so yeah very very happy indeed Next. absolutely and you in the same boat as that you happy with the with the lads and how they fared over over christmas yes definitely i think for me <clears throat> the most pleasing result was the fleetwood result yeah. just because in the past it's a game we would have really struggled with to come out with probably scrapping for a point um yeah. with the conditions we don't like those sorts of pitches um yeah i was over the moon with that result um and then yeah i, I mean i would have talked i think to say if you'd have told me we'd get nine from those three i would have i wouldn't have i would have thought so i think i'd have gone for a seven but to get nine hats off to the lads they've They've come out and they've been professional and they've got the job done and that's all we need to get out of this league. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Professional performances right across the board. Cole, uh, Everett made uh, good use of his squad. I've seen more people in and out uh, over the festive period. Everett uh, seemingly got, got quite a, an embarrassment of riches at the minute, which obviously at the season, start of the season we struggled with injuries. How, how pleased were you to see different players getting runs out and and really making use of, of what's quite a big part at the minute for us. Yeah, absolutely. I think it just shows the togetherness as well, the squad, obviously, for them to be able to kind of come in and there's no like, you know, you're playing over me, I should be playing, all that type of malarkey. You can tell when they come in, they, they're up for it. I mean, they, they obviously want to keep the shit for the next game. So, um, obviously, I know a lot of Screaming out for Forrester to play every week, and I can certainly see why. I think defensively is absolutely fantastic. I think early as well, obviously that we, you know, the, the, the lad himself tweeted about how, how, how many ideas he wins and stuff like that, which is it's true. He's, he's he's a great he's a great young defender. I think yesterday, from an offensive perspective, in terms of that kind of um, back five with your two centre halves and your, and your wing backs. I do feel that we miss Gethin, especially in the, in the first half going forward. I think yeah. he offers a little bit more offensively, naturally, because he's a he's a he's a right back in or a right wing back than than than, um, than Forrester. But certainly defensively, Forrester is excellent. Um, so like that that particular change, I was happy with. I thought Paris started bright. He faded a little bit. Maybe that's because he's a young lad, and obviously he, maybe he needs a run of games. Who knows? Uh, well, we proved that didn't it early on in the season when it when he when he was so efficient for them going. <laughs> but yeah, all in all, I think we, we utilised the squad very well. Um, 
absolutely no complaints whatsoever. Again, when Young came on, I thought he was great when he came on for his little cameo yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and he needed to be because Victor was fantastic. I think it, that performance yesterday, it's the perfect centre-forward performance, <laughs> excluding, of course, not him not scoring. Uh, I think he did, he did everything and more, really, of, of what's asked of you as a, as a centre-forward. So, yeah, a lot of positives who, who can complain. Um, what I would say is he's really buzzing with the fact that we were able to grind results out, I think, like over the last couple yeah. of seasons. Um, like Angela alluded to about the Fleetwood game, we, we just wouldn't have done. While we unlikely would have done that over over the fest, over a three-game festive period, so it's really reassuring because, you know, naturally we'll likely strengthen in, in January and, and, of course, we, we tend to be even better towards the, the latter end of the season, so it's really positive stuff. Just got to, you know, stick with the, the good and the bad, which I'm sure will, will be the case. I think the squad depth fell off a bit yesterday, didn't it? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think some sort of embarrassment of riches in terms of who we can bring on, or really, you know. Yeah. It's not very often we have a keeper on the bench, but at, yeah. at home anyway. Now you're right, and that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, young Luke Matheson got a, a shout as well on the bench, and yeah, Cam Jam. Yeah, Cam Jam. Yeah, indeed, yeah. indeed. But a uh, a very, very successful festive period for the Wanderers. Uh, and we're all, of course, delighted to see that. Um, the comments in the chat, all very, very much uh, in the same sort of, same sort of, giving the same sort of feel. Um, you know, nine points and three clean sheets. Um, oh, I thought as Brandon saw before. You what? I thought of a pun. All right, go on. It was a white Christmas. Way nice. right, um, on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh, Brandon said, Aww. Couldn't have asked more from the lads this period, could we? Max points and clean sheets, lovely. Um, yeah, everyone, uh, everyone impressed with uh, with how the Wanderers have, have fared over a very, very busy festive right? period. Sorry, I just had to bring that up because it's sh- it, it, it shocked me that. So the comment is from Brandon again. Um, Brandon's saying that Will Forrester is only five foot eleven, but he plays like he's six three. Um, yeah, he, he does surprise so me I, as well. I, I would have said if somebody put a gun to my head and said, "Tell me what I saw Will Forrester is," I'd be saying six two, six one, six two. Interesting. He's only five foot eleven. Oh, Gethin Marley. Springs in his legs. Springs in his legs. The, 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 the thing is with him, he obviously defensively he's he's very switched on, and he's um, he obviously reads the game very well, Bunny. And for such a young lad, who's you know, I think that personally, I think that's one of Rico's biggest strengths—the way that he can read the game and his positional play is so good. So for a young lad to be, you know, pretty equal when it comes to the, his ability to be able to read the game and obviously get that advantage over over the centre forward is only. Mm-hmm. You know, only a positive because he's just, he's just going to get better with age, and so he's he's really really good defender, good defender. Absolutely. And uh, just before we hand over to Ange for her fanzone Manila match, we just got a little message for you. So 
So it's a new year, and if you want new windows, new doors, then the only place to go is, of course, Eco Warm Windows, our headline sponsor for the 2023-24 season. Absolutely unreal, guys. Uh, and a few of you might have noticed, either in person or on Twitter, um, that there's some hats knocking around. Uh, so if you see Ange or Chris in their uh, branded merch or mugs, uh, <laughs> we've got it all. Uh, then get yourself um, over to Weco One Windows. Have a look what they do. And if you want to find out more about any of our sponsors, then if you hand over, uh, hand over, head over to the website, www.thefanzonepod.co.uk, you can find out everything you need to know about them all over there. But moving on, we shall hand over to Ange for our Fanzone Man of the Match. So... Same format as always, you lovely people. If you would like to add your, and I think there's potentially a couple of contenders for this this week, um, pop your out of the match vote in the chat and then we'll see if we agree with you. So we'll start with Chris today, please. Who is George your Thomason. <laughs> <laughs> the <I'm> end. <laughs> are you, would you like to elaborate or are you happy with no. just going? Okay. No. Uh, in fact, you know, I'll elaborate in so much that I've actually got a piece on the um, love child. It was it? Steve Claridge's. Steve Claridge's love child. Thank you, Ange. Um, a bit later on in the pod, in the uh, the fan focus. Oh, well, so, we'll save it then. Let's save yeah. it. Thank yeah. you, Angela. Okay. Uh, Colin, who are you going with? Hmm. Couple of contenders, isn't there? Um, there is a couple of contenders, which is good. You know, having like we've just said, played so many games in quick succession. I, I kind of thought there wouldn't be as many good performances as there was yesterday. Um, however, I touched upon him before, and I think this it's a bit unfair because George Johnson is becoming a bit of a regular feature in here in terms of this um, particular segment because he's he's just coming on. He's not, mate. He's been injured all season. Yeah, Thomason, Thomason not John. Sorry, Thomason. <laughs> Thomason. Sorry, he was last season though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No apologies. Yeah, George Thomason. Thomason you know, obviously, you know. Yeah, you knew we were on about that, didn't you? Sorry, I apologise. Everybody is listening. <laughs> no one's perfect, you know, in this world that we live in, where everybody, everything has to be perfect. Nobody is perfect. Um, but yeah, he's becoming a regular feature, isn't he? And I feel a little bit harsh in not saying this, but I, 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 I yesterday I think he had probably. Prefer to say it was Victor Adebayo for me. It was probably the man of the match. Uh, I thought it was excellent. I think a little bit of it is because I'm or was an attacker, if you want to call it that, when I used to play the the game. So I always want an attacker to do better than anybody else on the pitch. And I thought he was excellent yesterday. Proper centre forward performance, back to goal, brilliant. Running the channels, brilliant. General hold up play, brilliant. Didn't score and. You know, it's painful. No one did. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anything, anything else other than scoring, it was a pretty much perfect centre four performance. So, uh, Vic, for me, good shape, really good shape. Um, Benjamin, 
same as you, Carl Vick, for me. I thought he was excellent to deal with being out of the team for a couple of games and to come back after grabbing a goal against Fleetwood, which was a you know really well-taken goal. I, I wasn't expecting Charles to, to leave it for him. I'm sure Victor probably wasn't either. Um, so, yeah, for him to come in and, and do what he did and play the way he did, I thought he was excellent. So, for me, it's, uh, it's Big Vic. So, Big in what? the chat... <laughs> <laughs> so, in the chat are the three names I was expecting to see, which were Georgie T, um, Coggers and Big Vic. Big and I think they're all they all had their... I had a really good game yesterday. I, we could give it to any of them. I thought yeah. after a couple of um, slightly weaker performances, Coggers came good yesterday, really. Yeah. He played so well. And same with Big Vic. I think he probably had a little bit of a point to prove against his former club. And he, wow, I think it always yeah. spurs you on a little bit more, doesn't it? Well, I don't know, because I've never played to a professional level like Colin has. <laughs> None of us have Ange. Whether that be up front but or just for the shit, and do you know what I think? What I sealed it for me was that little cheeky flick, back heel flick he did. Oh, Carl? No. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I know it. would have been a time, Chris, many minutes ago. When oh, I mate, that. I've seen your goal at the Reebok. It's it's, a, it's a thing of beauty. I've said yeah. it, mate. A bit slimmer back then, though, so, you know. I am going with Georgie T. Go on, Ange. So we split the vote. Oh. What do we do here? Have we done this before? I don't think we have. Sorry. What do we do? I don't think we've done that before. <laughs> Maybe we give it both of them. <laughs> Half a trophy each. It can hold one hand up. I mean, they don't. They don't actually get anything at all, do they? But no, maybe. but yeah, picture on Twitter and that, don't they? They do. They do. Yeah. We could. We could put it to a vote. Stick a vote in the um, chat. Yeah, in the chat. Paul in the chat, Paul in the chat and see what whether we've given it to Georgie T or Big Vic. I tell you what, we will put it out on Twitter and I will put a link in. No, no, no don't put Twitter. Put it on it on this chat between the people watching. Get these oh, people. Actual Paul, that means people have got to count. No, you can put you can put votes on it, I'm sure you can. Can you? Can you put an actual not, not in the budget, mate. Not in the budget. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter. We'll sort it out. We need more. That. We need more sponsors for polls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're an extra. Right. Uh, anyway, I can put a tally in your pad, but that's about as much as we can run to. I'm afraid. Not that important. Yeah. So... No, I'll do it on Twitter. Sorry, yeah. We'll uh, we'll stick it on Twitter after pod, and you can all go and vote for uh, your winners. But um. Cole, have you prepared anything for a pre-match presser? Uh, no, because we're playing Luton and it's a cup game, so we don't do cup games. I didn't think you would have done, so we're not going to go for it. However, um, what we can confirm is that on Friday evening, uh, we will have a episode of the preview. Um, <laughs> news just in, Chris. News flash. Uh, we'll be going... That's quick. <laughs> We'll be joined by uh, the folks over at We Are Luton Town, uh, the We Are Luton Town podcast, uh, and they'll be joining way? us. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. So they'll be joining us on Friday at 7.30pm. So if you want to get yourself in on that, then you can do. Uh, as okay. you can see, everybody, this is news to me. And honestly, God, we were talking We literally about just spoke about it before we came on air. That was it. That is amazing. <laughs> 
No, it's brilliant news. I got, a D- I got a DM two minutes ago, so... <laughs> Oh, and I've, I've, I've just got the calendar thing come through as well on me on me watch. I've got to watch for Christmas. Yep. Um, don't say we don't there. treat you. That'd be nice. That'd be lovely. To be fair, though, when it comes to um, and this is the, the luxuries of I suppose playing a, a Premier League team, current team, um, you've got an understanding of how they're performing because it's all over everywhere, isn't it? You know, so like yeah. normally we, we we don't have them type of insights, do we? Which is obviously why the preview shows are so so good and so important um but yeah it'd be interesting to get a, a bit of a take on what they think of us if, if they've got any yeah kind of, any opinion at all looking forward to that be good absolutely uh so shall we uh shall we give it you chris for your fan zone fan focus yeah, go on then, go on, then. Something I said, Colin. I haven't even started yet. Whereas, uh, he, he, didn't, he didn't want to be in this one. <laughs> he was on it a few weeks ago. He's saying he was his no, favourite bit of the show, and now he's no. cutting himself off. When I come, what are you doing, Colin? To see in. you. Loud and clear. Um, you went off. I know this. Well, going off. <laughs> um, speaking of it's going off, the first terrible link. Um, we're going to talk about. Do we have to atmosphere? Play it, um, play the Rosabit song. Play it. Oh, what an atmosphere! <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna upset some people now. Um, Ooh. oh dear, I don't, I don't really care. You're a happy clapper, though, Chris. You're a happy clapper. You're a happy clapper. about that? It's in my profile and everything. Um, okay. so anyway, sorry, back to professionalism um so this is a point that was raised by many um lou mb uh jack thornley um uh, if i missed anyone i do apologize there was there was there, there were loads loads and loads of comments and there's also been a lot of conversation on twitter about how flat it is at the moment um I know flat it is has been for a few weeks in terms of atmosphere at home games at the Tough Sheets Community Stadium, the Reebok. Um, Lou has asked, can we get more drums? And if so, can she have one? Um, we can't help on that. Maybe it is some maybe it's a merchandising <laughs> idea, then. Maybe we can run like some I mean, look at our logo, it's drum shaped, so I mean, get a drum with space on top of it. I'm not, I'm not being funny. Sorry to, to, to go on, Cole. Go on, Cole. I'm going to be funny if you're not. Go on. Well, Bolton fans struggle to sing Wanderers in tune. So, how are we going to be able to drum on one side of the stadium and drum on the other? That's not going to happen. Imagine is it? that. We can squash that idea. There'll be yeah. tunes going left, right, and centre. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It, 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 will, it will hardly be sort of. Up there with Lars Ulrich and Metallica, will it? In terms of, <laughs> oh, uh, of rhythmic quality, shall we, shall we say? Um, it's an interesting one, though. I can get where that point's coming from because it, well, the expression says it all drumming up an atmosphere, and that's where it comes from. I get that, and I'm not going to pop at you, Luke, because I think you, 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 I know where you're coming from. You bang on, 
Um, you have to excuse me as well, because I always write my notes down. And because we've not been on for ages and I've not been in work, I've got an out right. Honestly, I can't. I can't <laughs> see what my writing says. It's appalling. Um, but, yeah, that's one good shout. There's been shouts for safe standing, which obviously with that comes logistical quandaries and headaches all over the place in terms of people who obviously we've been in the stadium for over 20 years was it 27 years now is it forget is it 26 um, years is it this uh, well, 27 whatever it is 20 odd years um and a lot of people have had season tickets since day one they won't want to move how much does it cost to take out all the rails for an existing seating and replace it with new rails with safe standing and safe seating it's uh, 27 thanks david um yeah i think with, with that one as well you are right you know people have been in that in them seats for a very long time and you know that i took myself the full duration of the stadium being open and i think when you when you talk about say opening up a safe standing area and asking people to move people have got not only their own seat but in some cases might be emotional attachment to that seat 25 27 years is a long time so you know you got to think about people might have sat there with the, the dads or the granddads or you know and then you start asking people to start moving it's it's a tricky thing to do that and then it is I think it's, the, it's someone asked me to move i don't write say no simple yeah. as that just just generalizing logistically it's it, it mm. it's a big thing cost yeah. like you say um tradition emotion yeah. however you want to say it really different i can understand again i can understand why because it's been successful other grounds obviously implemented it but it, is it is it feasible um, I think the cost. I think the cost would the benefit would the, the cost would outweigh it a little bit. I think, yeah, I, I think it would, I, would be worth it financially. But I just think you, it's a dodgy ground. It's a dodgy ground to start asking people to start. Moving. Yeah, it's tricky. It's a tricky one. It's not as simple as people may think. But I get, I get the the sentiment and the idea. Um, yeah. I think we, it's been mentioned in the comments today. Um, it, it's difficult. To raise an atmosphere against 196 away fans, no disrespect to Burton, but you're not exactly bantering, are you? You're not exactly, you know what I mean? It's not a sing-off, is it? So Should they be moving them back over? Did they stuck them over in the other opposite corner to, to try and segregate or whatever? Would it actually be better to have them closer to that corner and be slower? Well, funnily enough... As, as, um, a, as a quick, easy... Yeah, absolutely. To test the water, and and, and it's come come across from regular viewer Radic Selecti. Um, to add to that, to, Coach Potato. Just. To add to that, for people who don't know, and the younger people within the the group or the the chat and, and whatever else, when the stadium first opens, because if you look at the south stands from where you ever you are on in the stadium, the away fans used to be to the lefts. And then they used to, used to section off the the south stands to home fans. I think that would obviously be on the lower tier, on the right-hand side, if you look at the stands. So the stadium itself has historically had quite a few times, certainly the first few seasons when it opens, Bolton fans in the south stands, so effectively yeah. having people behind both goals. Yeah. I think they moved the, 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 um, 
away fans from the left hand side because of the 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 the, the grow. I think the, the the crazy corner started to grow and obviously policing and stuff like that. So they they switched it and moved moved them over to the right. Um, but for a long time there was obviously home fans in in that in that away in in that away end. Yeah, I remember being in that the Sunderland game when Dupy scored. Um, yeah, a few times. Goal, yeah. Um, when Sammy Lee's Sammy Lee's first game, I think it was. I was in there then. I seem to remember. I think historically, it's been when there's been like a bit of an overspill of yeah. ticket sales. They used to open the South Lower, didn't they? Um, it's yeah. it's it's a difficult. I can understand where it comes from, and and my and obviously we spoke about it as a group earlier. I think my my thoughts on it are that it's a trade off. If you're going to if you're going to influence and drive season ticket sales to, to a level where they've never been since the Premier League in League One, so we're at 16,500, now they've shut it off with our season ticket sales, that you're going to get um, a, a, a good proportion of that su of, of supporters who aren't your, your, your most vociferous. They're there, you know... They're your casual fan, your day trippers, as some call them, and what have you. Not only do they not create noise, and that's of no, you know, slight because we need new fans coming through through the turnstiles, but they also frown upon noise being made around them. So whilst it's one person who can affect it, they're also affecting a group around them. Some people might not take the view of, oh, I don't give a monkeys what you think i'm going to make a load of noise anyway people might be considerate of the fact that they're getting daggers off somebody and being told to shut up or whatever it might be um because of this well it's a massive increase a spike the upturn in season ticket sales is huge i do i do um, think i do think though chris sorry to interrupt you i do think yeah, yeah. This, this issue if you'd like to call it an issue i'm, I'm not sure yeah. the good, the good yeah. problems to, the good problems to have aren't they they yeah. are um, I think the biggest thing is is there's simple expectation from the fans walking through the, the, the door. They expect to be the team we're playing against at home. It's as simple yeah. as that. So as a result of that, naturally you're more relaxed and, and obviously not as, as riled up to, to kind of create an atmosphere. I can and not only that, I think as as Brits or certainly as, as human beings as well, we obviously respond to adversity. So when you're winning comfortably and when you you know, you don't have to kind of, you know, react to something that's that's not there. You're obviously not going to be that way. Whereas if we were losing some weeks or we're behind by one goal or whatever it might be, which we would be, of course, in the championship more often than not, that's when the atmosphere will be created. I think it's simply because the expectation levels are so high at the moment and people are just pretty chill when they're going to the stadium because they think nine times out of ten we're going to win. It's well, simple yeah. as that. You know, when we get back into the championship and we aren't winning every week home, which is definitely going to be the case then we might find the atmosphere will improve because people want to get behind the team because we, they need to get a reaction out of the players and that's kind of what will happen won't it yeah well somebody made yeah, a comment thought, earlier that, that, that's my thoughts uh, no you, and you bang on mate you bang on and somebody was saying earlier and i can't remember who it was i do apologize but it's just coming coming to my mind that they you know it seems to be a case that you know the 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 atmosphere increases and spikes and the noise lifts when you know obviously when we're in full attacking flow well that yeah that's normal that's in any ground any league in any league at any level 
that you get you get a reaction to the product that's in that's out in front of you um and and that I, liam has made a good point we don't have players who beat players though we pass our way around and through those one-on-ones yours are important for atmosphere to, to add to that to add to that point, and I, know, I know obviously a lot of um a lot of resemblances if you want to call it that to the way city play have, have kind of come our way in terms of like the league one version of city i've got a, a couple of mates who aren't city fans because of how successful they are they used to go up main road and all sorts and they still go and they've had exactly the same problem and i think if you look at you know the reaction of, of city they're notorious for being a, a pretty quiet you know pretty quiet stadium and that that is a very 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 good point the way we play might have an effect on on, on exactly that you know um so it's, I like that. I like that viewpoint. Yeah, I, I, I remember pulling up. I don't know what who we were playing. We were at home and we, I think it might have been the Exeter game. But on the same day, whoever we were playing, City were playing Palace at home. Um, and it was one all. Palace managed, or two all. Palace managed to get a draw anyway. Uh, and the City fans who were ringing in on Radio Manchester, mm. if you didn't know it was City fans, you, could have, you would have thought it was Bolton fans. They were saying the same thing when you speak about expectation that their fans go there and they play a certain mm. way. And, they have, they, 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 and it was, it was like, if you didn't know, it was, you, you would have thought you were listening to Bolton fans when it was City fans. And it's the same issue. It said it's lifeless, absolutely lifeless through that expectation. Mm. So that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. To, to it's, it, a tricky it? one. it's a tricky one. And, for me, going back to Burnham Park when there were like five, four and a half, five thousand on, and it used to absolutely rot on that Burnham paddock. What can you do? What can you do? It, it, I think it's, it's, it's uncom. It's un. It's un it's then time. You can't compare. It's a different no. time. People are different now. They're, yeah, they're a different. It's a different breed. It's a different. Yeah, it was more tribal. Yeah, but that, yeah, that a bit of that, but. You know, people are more interested on flicking through the forums and seeing how other teams are getting on it. <laughs> Different, you can't. It's not comparable, yeah. is it? Who you know, gets signal? Who gets signal? To All right, <laughs> whatever. But you see my point. Taking pictures of signal. Taking pictures of things and flashing the, I didn't yeah. swallow, flashing the forums and stuff. It's a different type of person. It's not. It's not. You can't. Burnham Park's gone now. We said it's twenty-seven year ago, and it's as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Just even it's though I've got that different time. Different game. <laughs> Right, anyway, moving on before uh, before everyone gets too heated. <laughs> What's the right, next one? Anyway, we've got to touch dead quickly on transfers. Um, we're not in the know, so if, if you're tuning into the podcast thinking we are going to be your gossip, source for gossip on transfers, sorry, you've come to the wrong place. Um, I think the only sort of viable or newsworthy gossip is obviously around Dion Charles. Um, before we all get giddy, uh, about five million quid. Five million quid was from an article in the Belfast Telegraph um, when speaking about a link with Swansea and a whole city. Where five million quid come from? He's not worth five million quid as long as I've got a hole in my bottom. Um, he's very good, but it's from his agent, Matt, I reckon it's come from his agent. He's rang that Belfast and said, Put a story <laughs> out <laughs> if it's from his agent, he must be right. Sorry, uh, but the drum up interest. I was reading a, 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 a 
comment from a Swansea fan who was obviously he, he, not green behind the gills. And he was saying, it's just not our model. We don't pay that money for players. And we certainly don't pay for money, pay money for players when they get to 30 years old. There's no real resale value. And that's resale value in terms of anything above and beyond five million quid. And he's yeah. quite right. Yeah. So one of them, I don't want Dion Charles to go. Just get yeah. that straight. Um, but it's if the right crazy. bid came in for Dion Charles, as I said the same about George Thomason, I didn't want him to go, and I'm glad he didn't, and I love the lads a bit. But if the right money comes in, that's what needs to happen because we're a business and we're sustainable. We pick up players for little or nothing, and we sell them on for a can huge just, profit. Can I just add, End up. pick up players for little or nothing, like we did with Dion Charles, when Correct. 75% of the people who are Bolton fans, I can almost guarantee, didn't even know who we were. I didn't. And then all of a sudden, he becomes Bolton's top player, and then everybody, nobody wants him to leave. He's irreplaceable. That's not true. No yeah. players no player, players are irreplaceable. Um, so it was, it was Andrew Ashworth who asked us to touch on the transfer window. Um, Andrew, that's about as much as I've got to say. I've seen links with Joe Taylor from Luton, who's a striker. Alone, um, Tyrrell Ashcroft, who's uh, Young Spurs' right-sided centre-half. Who can also play defensive midfield, though, so I liked that link. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah, um, so... You know, there's some bits knocking about, but I'm sure it'll pick up pace, but I'm not going to speculate around stuff. And we're going to close on my man of the match today, yesterday, which was George Thomason. And this has come from uh, Tomo67. Any relation? Uh, Leslie Suchi. Um, Leslie actually asked George to his face, have you heard of the Fan Zone podcast and will you come on? He smiled as he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Tells me that he has and he will. Um, Suchi says, has he become a star since the one million bid from Bristol City was rebuffed? Uh, first name on the team sheet. I commented yesterday out of a, a, a brilliant midfield that we've got. He is my pick of that midfield and the first name that I would put on the team sheet. No doubt. No question in my mind. Um, Daniel Johnston said that when the talk of the, the transfer of Thomason was mentioned that he could probably learn a bit from Morley um, and now it's very much the opposite in terms of their improvement curves they seem to have crossed a little bit not to say that Aaron won't come back to form I'm sure he will because he's a brilliant young footballer but George has just kicked on Um and becoming an absolute fan favourite and earning that right. Absolute class. And um, the man of the match yesterday, also on the basis of his performances at Fleetwood, at the Lincoln, where he was equally influential, um, been brilliant. Uh, David Green says Dion's his first name on the team sheet. Can't argue with that either. Um, um, not to pick, not to pee on your chips, there, Chris, a little bit, yeah. and, and uh, yeah, George has been fantastic, and there's absolutely no denying that. Um, however, David Green made a point at quarters away in the chat, which I saved, and I'm going to bring it up because it's oh, yeah. very, very, very important that George does <laughs> sort of disciplinary out because 15 bookings in 2023 is ridiculous. Yeah, um, and if he's going to 
it'll improve because he's young and you know obviously the, the older people players get the more um wise he gets certain situations but he really 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 needs to sort that yeah. out because he'll become, um, a, he'll become a target you see as he get as he gets older yeah, and, people, and, yeah. becomes, and becomes more known as well um as we get and his fleetwood one wasn't even it was a for remonstrating wasn't it with the ref it wasn't even a that's yeah. the point though, that the target already. That's the, exactly what I'm saying. The refs will be all over him. They'll know all about him. And he needs he, he desperately needs to sort that out. Um in my in my in my opinion. Especially if he wants to become the captain of the team as well, which I think he's got every chance of of doing so. Um it's a bad trait to have, to be yeah. honest. But he's yeah. learning and he's been on a really it's been, it's been a pleasure to watch him grow. Oh, he's been and I think that's just something else that he needs to he needs to know maybe look I think at. you know what Ange? I reckon and Ancole, I think a lot of it comes from the fact that we don't have and we'll talk about you know this midfield enforcer that we don't have that he's kind of adopted a little bit of that role and it's just not him is it you know mm. he, he, no not, yeah he's not that player is he um I think he's made... becoming a perfect box to box midfielder, though. So yeah. there's an element of that needed in, in your game when you 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 you're playing like that. Obviously, I'm not by any stretch comparing him to, to Gerard, but Gerard was your perfect box to box midfielder, oh. and he, he had that in his game. You know, to put his foot in and stuff. Yeah. So you do need yeah. it. Um, his, his range of passing for me is phenomenal, and his range his range without without looking as well. Yeah, that's it. That's it's the one. He's awareness. He's awareness of what's going on around him. Obviously, I, I sit in the north up so often when you're up when you're up there and you've been going as long as me, you you see passes before they happen. Yeah. And you, you, I see passes and they be a perfect ball in the head. And the next minute he's playing that ball. Do you get what I mean? It's just yeah. unbelievable. From that from that level as well, obviously lower low on the pitch, pitch level, his, his distribution is, is phenomenal. Seen a few co comments where people are saying they like that about his game. He's got that needle. He's got that fire up his backside, mm. etc. Um, which is weird when you speak to him off the pitch because he's just not that guy. So yeah, fair play to him. He loves us, and we love him. Absolutely, yeah. Oh god, he is uh, a phenomenal bottom. Which we all saw at Bristol Rovers, yeah, PTSD. But if you want, to, if you ever want to see his bottom, just look at the top of Chris's head. Why? Flashbacks. Are you what keeping in the cupboard? Are you keeping in the cupboard, Chris? Uh, my bet, my 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 money is on Ben for this one, because it's usually a telephone. Someone's walking past his window, or he's keeping his misses in his cupboard. One of the three. It's there, is, there is nothing for me. There is nothing for me. Have you got a squeaky door, Ange? Yeah, sorry, it's me. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we have it, see? Sorry, Ben. It's because I'm, I'm not in the kitchen, that's why. Sorry. So the Fan Zone podcast sponsored by WD40. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so, get eco warm windows to fit you some new ones, because clearly yours aren't ticking right. <laughs> what can I say? She's in the living room because she's desperate to watch the darts. I'm and, watching yeah, it. It's she's on. watching I'm it. Watching. I've seen her. <laughs> watching it. Watching it. And she's she going to have her glasses on, but I called her out before because you could see the darts reflecting <laughs> from the glasses, so she took them off. But I think Colin's just making it drag on. <laughs> right, we're going now. Sorry, I am that now. 
On that note, we will let Ange go and watch the darts. We'll let you go and watch the darts. And we hope you all have a fantastic evening. And we will be back with you, as we said, on Friday evening for a preview of our FA Cup game against Luton Town, which uh, could go one of two ways. Would you like us to do a a, a a post-match podcast on on the Luton game? Or not? That's worth putting it there, isn't it? Because ordinarily we don't do cup games, do we? But um, be interesting. I mean, thoughts on that. If we lose, I don't think there's any point in us doing. Can we just? If we win, maybe just if we win. Yeah. Maybe just if we win. Yeah, if we win, we're doing a pod. <laughs> There's no point dissecting it if we lose, is there? What yeah, doesn't really matter, does it? I think we'll get battered, to be fair, but yeah. No. <laughs> and on that note, we will catch you in the next one. Take care and see you later. Happy New Year. <laughs>